Hi, and welcome to the Free to Be Authentic podcast. I am Durga Magneta. I am an intuitive coach, an empathic healer, a teacher, and an author. And for over 20 years, I've been helping people just like you find more peace, tranquility, and empowerment. So take a nice deep breath, grab a cup of tea, and enjoy the show. Welcome to this week's episode where we ask the question, how is your shui? <laughs> so while I almost never talk about it, this is one of my favorite things to talk about. And it's something that I really found fascinating and it's something that I've had some experience with even professionally. So let's start at the beginning. Feng shui is the Chinese art of placement of things in your house and even the way your house is. Sometimes I believe that they even built things based on feng shui so that the flow of energy would be congruent with prosperity and health and all the things that we all want in our lives. So I feel it's an old science based on the placement of things and the kinds of things that you put in your environment to support your goals and your well-being. I'm going to put it in a slightly different light for the sake of what we're doing collectively right now. So what I learned in yoga is that your outer world reflects your inner world. And what that means as far as a yogic perspective is that if there's something in balance or out of balance rather inside of yourself, you're going to be projecting those things and experiencing those things on the outside. I disagree that it means that life is out to get you in that way. I would take the fear-based thinking out of it, but I feel that we're projecting our, our stuff until we work through it. And I think you've all had experiences with that and seen where that is true. But there's also another indicator that what we have going on in the inside is less than harmonious and it's our stuff. So as you may feel or may not feel, I what I've seen working professionally in the, in the realm of divination is that we really have some, some changes coming, usually some bigger changes from what I'm seeing and this is going to require us to make room in our lives for that. Not only are we healing our energy so that our energy is nice and clear, we're also needing to clean up our environment. Before I get into that, I want to talk about Feng Shui as uh, you know, an ancient science. There's a couple of things that I feel parts of it are going obsolete, and it's a lot of the fear-based or superstitious element of it. Like um, like if your bed is facing the door, then you would increase your, your likelihood of dying or, or something like that. Like basically what they're saying is that your subconscious beliefs or the subconscious beliefs of a particular culture, which this would be Chinese culture, are going to manifest themselves through, the, through your objects or how you place things. And because we're dealing with so many different cultures and we're here in the Western world, we don't necessarily have those beliefs, and I'm not worried that the placement of the bed is really going to get in the way of our happiness. What I do know, it's very important to pay attention to where you have too much things, a congestion of things, where you're not using or wearing things, or if there's actual uh, filth or dirt or buildup of, of dust bunnies somewhere. So those things are actually bad feng shui, and the more sensitive you get to energy, the more you can feel lighter when those things are in place. So little piles of clutter 
are an indicator of somewhere where you're not in balance or there's chaos or anxiety or something that needs to be worked out on the inside. And that's usually why people are hesitant to tackle those things or they have resistance to tackling those things because of the internal mechanism that's responsible for it. When I was in my late 20s, I was inspired to start helping people organize. And so I had a little business doing that. And really what it was is I was there to help people to get past the overwhelm of having to tackle their clutter, whether they were moving or downsizing or just tired of looking at piles of clutter and just feeling the anxiety that they cause. So the two rules that I brought to them are if you don't use it and you don't love it or you don't see it as part of your new life, then it needs to be donated. And if it's in bad condition, then it is okay to throw it away, but I try and be as useful with things as possible. So if it's usable, obviously I donate it or I give it away, and you, you would create those piles like they do on TV in the hoarding shows, which are obviously extreme cases. So let's redefine what we're doing as if it's not used, if it's not loved, if it doesn't inspire you, if it isn't part of your new goals or where you see yourself, then it's time for it to leave your space in the most responsible way possible. And as always, things need to be kept uh, physically clean. It's like, have you ever had somebody come and clean your house and you leave the house for a little while and you come back and it just feels so light when you come back. It feels so good when you come back. That's where the term cleanliness is godliness comes in. There is something about the frequency of something that's clean that is uplifting. And of course, when it's dirty, it, it, it really does kind of bring you down. So the more sensitive you get to energy, the more you're going to really need to keep things clean. You won't be able to ignore those messes as easily. I had fallen in love with a book by Karen Kingston, Clear Your Clutter with Feng Shui. It had found its way into my life, I think, because I was working in a metaphysical store at the time, and it was very practically written. And one of the points that really stuck with me is that as people, as human, the human condition, we tend to wear 20% of our wardrobe 80% of the time. Now, the problem with this is that the stuff that does not get worn creates stagnance. It never gets moved. It doesn't get used. And, and that is a reflection of some sort of stagnance that could be in your life as well. It's just something to examine for yourself and you can take that or leave it. One of the challenges after cleaning my closet, trying on everything again, making sure I felt good in it, making sure I liked it, making sure it fit, and it represented a style that I enjoy, is that I gave myself the challenge to wear something new. And it really pushed me out of my comfort zone. So I'm not just going reaching for the same thing all the time. I have to wear something that I haven't worn. And my goal is to wear 100% of my wardrobe 100% of the time, <laughs> whatever, whatever that would work out too, is so that there is no stagnance. And if it's something that really hasn't been worn in years, I uh, feel it's wise to to let it go to somebody who really can use it and appreciate it. Oftentimes we hold on to clothing for the wrong reasons. Two of those reasons I'm going to cover right now. One of them is that they're a different size. So you've gained some weight and you feel like, well, I'm not, I spent a lot of money on those clothes and I'm going to lose the weight and I want to be able to fit back into them. We feel that we're throwing away money by getting rid of clothes that we spent a lot of money on. I have found that when I've gotten rid of things 
I would be at the same time energetically and you know financially the resources would be there for me to replace those things. So I found that letting go of things always led to having more things, different things, better things. The thing with the weight gain thing is that I know you don't want to give up on the dream of losing weight, but it's just, it's a really tall order. There's going to be different things and different styles, you know, possibly coming out that would be better suited or you can enjoy more or would represent where you're at in your life today once you do lose the weight. But really that stuff is really, you know, and I know it's a hard pill to swallow that that stuff is really just going to be sitting there and sitting there and not getting worn. So I would stay open to to donating it and then replenishing it as you lose the weight. And really having a, really having a plan in place for losing the weight because you say, I'm going to lose the weight, but there's no plan and there's no... There's nothing there that's leading you to that goal so that you're just stuck. Then you then you feel bad about yourself. You feel bad that you're not creating. You have this goal over your head that's really hard to obtain. And then you have stagnance on top of that. So I would reconsider that as a strategy or find some sort of middle ground that works for you. The other thing I want to add about clothing, and this is something that I've fallen victim to, I could say, more than once is I buy stuff because it's a really great deal, right? It's it's not something I'm in love with, but I buy it because how can I not buy it? And I think that's that's not a good habit at all, obviously, for so many different reasons. So if we just bought things because it was a good deal, you would have a closet full of mediocre things that just give off the energy of, eh, it was a good deal. As far as picking out clothing, you want something that really makes you feel good, really represents your style. And if it doesn't fit into that category, you can let go of the bargain. The subconscious influence of feng shui that really is rooted in the ancient science is that your subconscious mind picks up on so many impressions that you're not aware of consciously and it's in the environment. So if your environment constantly sends you the message of beauty, of inspiration, just joy, then that's the subconscious fuel that's going to really shape your thoughts, what you choose to do with yourself, your actions. So you're supporting yourself in success by surrounding yourself with things that are be- you find beautiful and inspire you. The other point she made in the book, which I've also found to be true, is that there's certain things in your life that you've kept for sentimental reasons, but remind you of either a bad breakup, a hard time in your life, sadness, or things are when things are broken you know that they're broken and it it kind of gives this negative stigma of a weight that's put on you. So when things are broken, it's important to to fix them, repair them, uh, and if not, replace them. And if things remind you of a negative relationship, a hard time in your life, another person where you have a heartbreak over, it is good to let those things go. And remember, when you donate things, these things are treasures to other people and they don't have that stigma to them. They don't have those negative memories and that they're just so glad that they found these things. Maybe it's somebody going through a hard time in their life where they don't have a lot of money and they found this beautiful thing you donated, which they will treasure. So think about the giving aspect of this too, where it's it's paying it forward, paying your fortune forward because there's always more fortune to be made, more money to be made. There's always going to be beautiful things to acquire. So it's moving out of lack and limitation and into that flow 
of receiving. Now, I think I've mentioned in the past where I was quite into the hoarding show. I just really found it fascinating. Now I find it starting to be a little depressing, so I haven't been watching it as much. But when I was into it, when you study the mechanism of that type of illness, a lot of the reason why people with hoarding disease because I don't know what it's called technically, a lot of the reason why they give to not let, to not let things go is that there's going to be a use for it in the future. And these, this is complete garbage a lot of the times where they are afraid they're missing out on an opportunity to use it later. In the meantime, it's rotting and it's cluttering their life and it's, it's creating more stagnance. So this is where it's very important to get clear on your goals especially because you have such big change coming. You're only one person. I want to share a little story about one of the clients I had while I was doing that type of work. I was living in Rhode Island at the time, and I was putting up flyers in uh, the east side of Providence, and I got a call from this very interesting man wanting to see what I could offer him professionally in this way. So he had one of those just beautiful Victorian homes that they have on the east side of Providence, but he was a guy who was like up to his neck in clutter because he had several different types of business ventures that he had invested money in. He didn't have the follow through. He didn't, there was no energy for it so that he, he just had all this stuff. He had all this merchandise and then he had all these other things. And so the way I explained his situation to him is that he's one person with 100% of energy. Once you have something that you're dedicated to, you lose a certain percent of your energy because your energy needs to go towards that. So then he has two ventures and then your, his energy is divided in another percentage and then he has another venture. And so it's almost like this kind of octopus visualization where he's spread so thin, he doesn't have energy to have to do all of these things. So my professional advice to him was, why don't you pick two? Of the most important things, let the other ones go, clear the clutter, reorganize, get those things off the ground and running. And if you have more time and energy and space in your life, you can add to that. But I really think that that's even two or three is spreading yourself way too thin as far as business ventures. It depends on what it is and it depends on how much energy it requires of you. So there's ways to leverage business so that it doesn't require as much of your energy, as, as you well know. So with all of you having these big changes coming, if you haven't already, you need to make room for these things. And I'm going to set the stage today by walking you through a little visualization or more so an intention setting exercise that's really going to gear you up to get excited about letting go of the things you don't love you don't use and no longer represent who you are, they are not part of your future as you see it. So let's start in a nice seated position. Take your breath deep, find your center, find your space, allow yourself to drop out of your head. Allow your breath to be slow and steady. Let's go deep into a theta brainwave which will just happen as you allow yourself to let go of the control of thinking and drop down into a centered, present moment state. And this is where you're the most powerful. Deep in your heart, you know who you're meant to be. 
and you know what this next chapter represents for you. When I ask you who you're becoming and what your next chapter has in store for you, I want you to get some sort of a feel and some sort of a vision of that that comes from deep within the center of your chest. So it's your heart telling you, this is your new chapter. You're more confident, you're more successful with your business. You're able to attract the right partner for yourself. And then this is a whole new energy than possibly even the energy that's surrounding you right now. Let's really get into the space of this new frequency that your life is drawing you to and that you are becoming. Let's set a deep intention that as you come back from this energetic experience that you see real clearly what in your home is not coming with you. So I would divide this into two categories, your, your furnishings and decorations, and then your clothing. They're whole worlds within themselves. So you will have the strength that if you don't use it, you don't love it, you don't like the way it fits, or it no longer fits, then somebody else can use it. Maybe it's part of their next chapter. And it's okay to let it go because the money will replenish itself. You can also get a tax-deductible receipt from any goodwill or donation center. So there is, you can leverage yourself. So if it's really a money problem, you can get some money deducted from your taxes. Let's get excited about this chapter. We've done so much growing and so much evolving during this year. It's just, just a quantum leap in our evolution. It's time for much better things. A lot of the stuff you have may not be coming with you. Remember to ask yourself, do I use it? Do I love it? Does it remind me of my greatest potential as a person? Does it inspire me? Is my space clean? Can it breathe? So not too much in one space. There needs to be, there does need to be a flow. If you want to study Feng Shui a little bit more, you can study the Bagua system, which has the different areas of your life and how it correlates to different parts of your home. So that's something that calls to you. Let's take a nice deep breath. Let's come back to the present moment. Let's get excited about letting go of some things. You only keep the things for the right reasons. And you always let things go. It's actually very liberating to let things go. Take a nice deep breath. I was just reminded of something that I felt like I should tell you. You know how uh, empathically sensitive I am. I remember clearing out a house I had and I had a whole carload of, carload of things I needed to drop off at the Salvation Army. And I was crying the whole time because I could feel the energy of those things leaving my system. So it actually facilitated some sort of a cathartic release for me to let go of those things. So there's definitely a correlation between what you're getting rid of and what you have and like the chaos inside and things that need to be healed with your stuff. So I'm hoping that you realize that too. And I hope that you take this as an opportunity to really prepare yourself for this next chapter so that you are just ready to go as these changes start to find you. Good luck with that. 
and join me next time where we discover manipulation, what it is and what it is not. I will see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit subscribe. If you'd like to support the show, there is a Patreon button here on the site, along with incentives for subscribers. Please share this with anyone you feel may enjoy this. If you have any ideas for future podcasts, please shoot me an email at freetobeauthentic at gmail.com. If you would like to book a private session, please go to freetobeauthentic.com. There's a new client special button that will save you 25% on your first session. I'll see you next time. Thank you.